0: Amen. Hey, if you have your Bibles, one last time in this series Psalm 78. Psalm 78. You can turn there now. We begin a new series next week on stewardship. Just a few weeks looking at what that means to be a steward of just everything that God has blessed us with. And so uh, don't want to miss out on that. But this is the last time we look at Psalm 78 for this series. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever taught a child how to ride a bike and the challenges that come with that. Um, We have taught Noah, and now we're kind of in the process of teaching Caroline, our our middle one, our six-year-old, and then eventually we'll get to Hannah at some point in time. But often in the process of teaching children to ride a bike, the parent or the grandparent or the sibling or whoever it is teaching them, will kind of get them set and at some point in the process we'll tell them to do two things look up and keep moving look up and keep moving by doing so you'll actually move forwards and you'll remain balanced while you move forwards look up and keep moving well the same is really true for churches Look up and keep moving. By doing so, we'll move forward and we'll remain balanced while moving forward. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've been laying a foundation for what I call a generational vision for EPC Enid, a vision that will impact us this year, 2024, but also beyond. And part of laying out this vision is looking at three C's, culture, community, and construction. In just a few moments, we'll examine these areas a little bit more on a practical level, a little bit more in depth. We were going to do this a couple of weeks ago, but the weather and things were weird and so on, and so we've kind of moved it to today. But remember, with our foundational starting point, we need to acknowledge three truths. Number one, without Jesus, we can do nothing. Without Jesus, apart from Jesus, we can do nothing, We've looked at John 21, and you have those seven disciples fishing, and they fish all night and catch nothing. The next morning, Jesus arrives. He speaks a word to them. They obey his spoken word, and then the result is they catch 153 fish. In other words, they do with Jesus what they could not do without Jesus. They do with Jesus what they could not do without Jesus. Just as the choir sang moments ago, by faith these mountains will seem moved. You can do with Jesus what you can't do without him because the presence of Jesus changes everything. The presence of Jesus changes everything. We need his presence in everything we do. So let us look up to him, seek him, pursue him, look to him, abide in him, rely on him because we need his presence in everything we do. As Moses put it, said, listen, Lord, if you're not going with us, if you're not with us, we don't want to go. We can't go. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. We can work hard towards the the casted vision. We can invest a lot of time, energy, and money. Yet without Jesus, we'll do nothing and go nowhere. Number two, we must think generationally. We must think generationally. We need to consider not just the past and the present, but most definitely we need to take in consideration also the future. So I've had had us do this a couple times, but we must consider FPC Enid in 2025. What does our church look like one year from now? From culture to community to construction. What about 2030, six years from now? Let's go to 2040, 16 years from now. Now imagine 2060. I'll be 72 about that time, 2060. Imagine, what does FBC Enid look like? The biblical perspective is always about learning from, appreciating, and building on the past while engaging the present and anticipating the future meaning healthy biblical churches are multi-generational churches effectively reaching current and future generations. They're diligently intentional about the present and the future. Because as we see throughout Scripture, God passionately cares about the generational legacy of His people. He cares about all generations, past, present, and future. So as we seek to cast this generational vision for FBC Enid, we seek to live it, we must truly acknowledge that one, without Jesus we can do nothing. Two, we must think generationally. And number three, we must acknowledge that visions take time and work. They take time and work to not just cast the vision, but to complete the vision. For example, the generational vision laid out in Psalm 78 that we've been looking at comes down to three really three areas telling, teaching, and training. It's a vision that lays out a discipleship process that produces followers of the Lord who then go and produce followers of the Lord who then go and produce followers of the Lord currently but also going forward where we tell others, teach others, and train others to follow Jesus, and then to go and tell others, teach others, and train others to follow Jesus. It's a multiplication, discipleship kind of model. But to fully tell another generation, to fully teach another generation, to fully train another generation, let alone another person, in such a way that they should set their hope anew on God in everything they do, takes an incredible amount of time and work. Again, I used the bike kind of illustration at the beginning. And just teaching a child to ride a bike takes time and work. How much more time does telling, teaching, and training another generation also take? So, as a result, we must be patient, but we also must be prepared. We need to be patient, and we need to be prepared, ready to labor For the Lord and for his work in reaching current and future generations and labor sometimes for a significant amount of time. Now what all this comes down to is that we are part, you and I are part of a generational legacy. Whether you've been here for a few months or a few years or a few decades, we're part of a generational legacy that's much bigger than ourselves It's a legacy that has been built one brick at a time, one decision, one life, one event, one generation at a time by God himself and by those who have come before us. And ultimately, we're called to continue the work, to continue the work in and through FBC Enid. It's about continuing to tell and to teach the work of the Lord throughout history, but also throughout the history of FBC Enid, and to train others to follow Jesus to the best of our ability. So that the good news of Jesus would stretch beyond ourselves, those of us in this room, beyond our generation and well into the next generations, even to those not yet born. So that they too would set their hopes anew on God's, not forgetting His glorious miracles, not forgetting to obey His commands. So that they too would continue the legacy of FBC Enid and the legacy of the gospel ministry of Jesus, just like those who've gone before us. And so my prayer is that the future generations of our church would say, man, we told them, we taught them, and we trained them well. We told them, we taught them, and we trained them well. We told and taught and trained them to set their hope anew on God. Not on the things of the world, not on themselves, but on God's. Not forgetting His glorious miracles and not forgetting to obey His commands. As Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. Man, that we told, taught, and trained them to look up and to keep moving. So let's look one last time at Psalm 78, 1 through 7. And this is what the psalmist writes. Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying. Listen up. For I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past. Stories that we have heard and known. Stories that our ancestors handed down to us. We won't hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds or the works of the Lord. About His power and His mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. Verse 6, so that the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And so that they in turn would teach their own children. So that each generation should set its hope anew on God's. Not forgetting his glorious miracles and not forgetting to obey His commands. Now, I want to spend some time this morning on those three C's, culture, community, and construction, really applying all we've talked about to our specific situation. Now, yes, we're going to look at these areas more in depth, but they're really just kind of highlights, overviews. We, We could spend all day, almost every day, looking at just each one of these by themselves. So this is just kind of a summary for this morning. But I want to reverse the order in which we look at them. Not in importance, but just reverse the order, because I believe our greatest challenge ahead is the construction phase or area, also known as facilities. So let's first look at construction. And a few weeks ago, I posed this question as a church, and going forward, What are we to do with our facilities? How are we to ultimately address the needs within and around our facilities in such a way that our facilities are in the best position to do what buildings are supposed to do, facilitate ministry, now but also in the future, in such a way that best helps us to live the culture within our faith community of FBC Enid. How will our facilities best allow us to continue to effectively tell, teach, and train current and future generations. In answer to this question, most of you know that we put together a nine-member vision team about the middle of 2023, going into the fall of 2023. The members of this team are working diligently at really addressing four umbrella areas, Seeking to put together a master plan, so to speak, so as to present their plan, their vision, to us, the church, for final discussion and also final decision. And the goal, I'm praying, is this presentation will be ready sometime late spring or early summer. Get a move on, vision team, huh? And when this master plan is presented, it will include everything. The what, the why, the how, everything. So the four umbrellas are infrastructure, structure, cosmetics, and obviously cost. I wish it was free, but it's not. Um, Infrastructure, structure, cosmetics, and cost. And if you've been in the church for some time, you know that these have all been talked about and discussed for some time. Um, But let's look at infrastructure first. If you did not know this, we have an, an older building. The building we're sitting in right now is over 100 years old. Over 100 years old. And I've been here going on two years, here in just a couple months. And just in my time, we've had elevators break. Some of you know this very experientially. We've had water leaks throughout, pipes break. And some of this has to do with the fact that old buildings tend to just break over time. Um, I grew up in a very older home growing up, and there was always something to be done. Every time it rained, we had to pump water out of the basement. It was just one of those kind of situations. Older buildings require maintenance. They require new fixings, HVAC, brick, electrical plumbing updates that may or may not come with remodels or updates, And we have an older building that needs, in some areas, desperate fixings. So this team is evaluating such things, evaluating HVAC, evaluating what updates as far as fixings go that needs to happen on the exterior but also on the interior. And I can tell you, just based off some preliminary numbers, it's not cheap. It's not cheap Um, if we were to fix everything that we need to fix and update. And so, really, the, the goal with infrastructure is to set us up, not just for the current generations, for us currently, but also to set the future generations up as well. So, infrastructure is a key area they are looking at. Also, they are looking at structure. If you're new to FPC which some of you are in the last few weeks, months, year, we have a somewhat of a complicated layout. Um, from stairs to hallways, to entrances. Um, and this team is looking intently at how to make that better or smoother, if you will. So they've been looking at things like main entrances, specifically the north entrance and the south entrance, looking at transition zones from point A to point B. For example. From the worship center, the sanctuary, to like the children's building, the children's building, to the education building, or how do I get from the south entrance up to the balcony? Uh, Just looking at transition zones from point A to point B. Looking at things like the lobby and the foyer, what many churches call gathering spaces. We need space that is conducive to the community of FBC Enid gathering, connecting, connecting, And so they've been looking at things like the lobby and the foyer, our gathering spaces, and then also looking at the worship center, the sanctuary, things like balcony structure, things like the downstairs, things like staging and lighting and audiovisual, pretty much anything and everything you can imagine. And then another area they are looking at is cosmetics, cosmetics, things like flooring, lighting signage, interior and exterior. And then obviously as a part of all this, they're looking at cost. What we're talking about, and this church knows building campaigns, Falls Creek campaign, the Upward by Faith campaign that really looked at the fourth and fifth floors of the education building. We know cost. We know that this is a massive project. If we were to hit not just the current needs, but also to anticipate The needs of future generations. So it will require time and work, just as even gathering this kind of stuff is time and work, and it will require an investment. And the reason I start with this is because facilities impact so much of the community and the culture of a church. They play a major role in our effective ability to tell, teach, and train others to follow Jesus and to live the way of Jesus. Facilities are not everything. They're just buildings. They're just buildings. You are the church. We, the people, are the church, those born again in Christ. But facilities impact so much of what we do in and through our church. So it is a massive, major, big deal. Now on to community. Now on to community. And I posed this question a couple of weeks ago as well. How are we to practically and authentically continue to live the culture within community? Not individually, but also in community. How are we to express and embody light, love, and the way of Jesus towards one another within this faith community of FBC Enid? Well, in order to answer this, think of it in three areas in, out, and all about. When it comes to community, think of in, out, and all about. In. We want to continue to enlist. That means gather more and more. Equip. That means kind of train and prepare. But also empower. That means to highlight and to celebrate our small group gatherings. Sunday school and life groups. You say, well, what's the difference? Well, I tend to phrase it this way. Sunday school is more educational. Life groups is more formational. You have overlap, but there is difference, right? A Sunday school setting kind of carries with it this idea of school, right? Uh, Hence, Sunday school. We sit down for an hour. We really break down that, that passage, that Bible study, that curriculum, that content. Yes, there's dialogue. Yes, there's fellowship and prayer time. But man, it's really on the educational. Whereas life groups is more on the formational. It's really where we are beginning to live out what we see in Acts with the early church. They're meeting in each other's homes, breaking bread together. Yes, they're studying the word together and praying together, but it's really on the formational. So we want to continue to enlist. We want to continue to grow these areas uh, with more people, more classes, uh, more home groups and home, or life group leaders. We also want to continue to equip we want to continue to offer training and uh, just encouragement along the way, but we also want to empower our small group ministries, highlighting our Sunday school classes and our teachers, our life groups and our leaders. We also want to continue to make most uh, the most out of our large group gatherings, Sunday morning gatherings, midweek Wednesday nights. Uh, we want to continue to enlist. We need more volunteers on Wednesday nights. We need more volunteers on Wednesday night. We need more volunteers on Wednesday night. We need more volunteers on Sunday mornings, like extended session and things of this nature. We need so many who have the time, the willingness and the desire to pour into those next generations. We want to make the most use out of these times by enlisting more people, but also training and equipping and then just celebrating all that God is doing through our large group gatherings. We want to also continue enlist, equip, and empower all of our multiple ministries that we have in and through FBC Enid. Men's ministry, getting a kind of a a new kind of launch this year with Steve Megley leading the helm. Um, Women's ministry, and that team with Lindsay Small doing a great job and just empowering that even more. And all of our multi-generational ministries from senior adult, like prime timers and singing saints, all the way down to Children's ministries. And a big thing with children's ministry this year, some of you have heard we've been discussing it for a little while, but nothing has been actually announced yet, is we're looking to move children's Sunday morning small groups to the children's building after some needed TLC, which we'll discuss more at tonight's meeting. Um, we've already moved our midweek ministry for children down to the children's building, Awanas, to the lower level of the children's building. Well, now we want to do the same with Sunday school, and to do this for many reasons. That building is designed for children. That's what this church built it for, us for children. Um, it also supports a cleaner, safer organization. For example, all children will now be in the children's building, upper level and lower level, having easier and safer access to outdoor play, but also indoor play, and children's restrooms, and so on offering parents an easier and cleaner drop-off and pickup process. This will also open up the fourth floor of the education building for Sunday school small group expansion, especially within the young adult department as they're already praying through and looking at things. And also all of this is in anticipation of what is coming with the vision team's presentation of their master plan. And again, other ministries include youth and all these, and I'm excited about um, Weston and Elizabeth leading youth and children's ministries and just everything the Lord is doing there. It's growing, and so again, we need more volunteers. We need more volunteers. We need more volunteers. Now, some of these ministries are farther along than others. Some are in transition. Some are in an exciting renewal. But in all these in ministries, we want to enlist, equip, and empower And then under the umbrella of community, think of the outside of this. Think of outward-focused community, specifically like missions, local, state, national, international. We have a great partnership with the missions ministry of Go in the Name, and we want to continue to take groups to Panama every year for mission. But we also want to partner even more with local missions, state missions, North American missions, missions via our association. If you didn't know this, our association is always offering different kind of mission trips and things of this nature. And we also want to partner via Oklahoma Baptist, who are also offering so many opportunities. And then we have a plethora of other ministries right here in our own community, from places like Hope Outreach to the Journey Women's Center. We have so many opportunities for missions right here in our own community. Um, literally, if you want to go on mission, whether it's here in the city, here in our state, here in our nation, or here in our world, we have options. We have connections. Um, you're even going to hear a report here in just a little bit about how God is moving through some of the people in our church, reaching um, places around the world. But we want to continue to educate on these opportunities and enlist and equip and empower these out opportunities. And then the third area within community is just all about Ultimately, we want to be a people who draw near, who draw near to God, and who draw near to one another. A people praying together, but also a people praying for each other. A people reading Scripture together. A people listening to and loving and leading one another to be more like Christ in every way. A people who are serving one another, communicating with one another. A people that gathers around, as some people like to put it, food, fun, and fellowship. A community of people doing life together. And this leads finally to culture. How are we going to continue practically and authentically creating and maintaining a culture in which we are truly living light as children of the light. Paul talks about this in Ephesians 5. A people living love and living the way of Jesus under the lordship of Jesus. Well, again, we will accomplish this through continuing to tell, teach, and train on such things, while also seeking to build on and expand our fellowships and main gathering ministries, like the Connect Team, by building on and expanding our level of hospitality towards one another, by building on and expanding our communication within and through all of these ministries. On the campus and off the campus, we will continue to create a culture where we are connecting with God and connecting with one another, telling, teaching, and training on such things. But here's the thing, and I could go more in-depth than all of those some of those we'll cover a little bit more again tonight, but at BC Enid, I'm so thankful for what God did in and through this church just last year. New staff, new members, new believers, um, several new staff members. We, we baptized more last year than we had in the previous three years combined. God was moving, new people we grew closer to each other and to the Lord. We continued to reach our community and beyond with the gospel of Jesus. Literally, God has blessed us. He continues to bless us. And I know he's going to bless us in 2024 and beyond. And so I'm looking forward to new beginnings, new opportunities, but also for the strengthened and continued work in our established ministries. All that the Lord has in store for FBC Enid, I'm looking forward to it. But whatever he has in store, May we know that without Him, we can do nothing. It's all about Him. We can do nothing, but we also must think generationally, because the Lord thinks generationally. And so may we be patient and prepared to work, knowing that visions, they take time and they take work to cast and to complete. But I'll conclude with a question. In all this, we need to ask, what will our legacy be? What will they say about FBC Enid 50 years from now? What will they say about you, us, within construction, community, and culture? I pray that all of it would lead to a future generation say, man, they told, they taught, and they trained well. Because that's what those who've gone before us have done. They told, they taught, and they trained well. That's why we're sitting in this room today. I pray that they would say that we set them up the best they could for them to set their hopes anew on God. So, FBC Enid, 2024 and Beyond, may we look up and keep moving. May we set our eyes, fix them on Jesus, and keep moving closer to Him and closer to each other in the process. May we learn from and appreciate and build on the past. May we do everything in our power to do whatever we need to do in order to tell well and to teach well and to train well the current and future generations so that they would set their hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious works and miracles and not forgetting to obey his commands, So with heads bowed, eyes closed, I'm going to invite the team forward for a time of invitation. And during this time, some of you, you, you have a decision you've been molding over and praying through, and the Lord's been working on your heart and life with. Maybe it's a decision to follow Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe it's a decision to get baptized, to finally make that public. Maybe it's to join this body. of Believers say, man, we want to take a step closer and getting connected and serving and so on. Maybe it's just praying for for yourself, for your family, or the person next to you, or maybe during this time, it's praying for our church to give God thanks for what He has done, and through FBC and throughout the years, what He's doing currently, but also what He's going to do, and for God just to stir in you a faith, the kind of faith that moves mountains, a kind of faith in the Lord that knows, man, without with God, nothing is impossible. Maybe it's just a prayer time to say, Lord, may I fully recognize and acknowledge that apart from you, without you, I can do nothing. Help me to think generationally within my own family, within my own sphere of influence, but also within our church. Lord, help me to recognize that, man, visions take time and they take work, so help me to be patient. Help me to be prepared for the labor that you have for me in these coming days. So even as I pray, if you've got a decision to make, you want to come forward and pray, you want to come talk to Weston or myself, we'll be down here. But even as I pray, you come. So I'm going to ask that you stand with us right now as I pray. Father, we continue to come to you in this place. We thank you for this opportunity to gather. Father, we thank you for passages like Psalm 78 that remind us Of those who have gone before us, who are faithful in the ministry, in telling and teaching and training. We thank you for their faithfulness, because without them, we wouldn't be here. Father, may we learn from, may we appreciate, may we build on that work. But Father, may we also engage the present, may we engage our neighbors, may we engage our friends, our family members, our co-workers with the Gospel of Jesus, may we as a church continue to effectively engage our community, our state, our nation, our culture, our world with the gospel. but Father, may we also do our due diligence in anticipating the future. May we be prepared and ready and in that process may we be Patient. Help us, Lord, to know that apart from you, without you, we can do nothing. Your presence, we need your presence. Help us to think generationally in everything we do. And help us in all that we say and do, bring glory to your name. Lord, for that person here this morning who's got to make that decision, Lord, I pray that you bless that decision. Bless their obedience. Stir our hearts and minds to bring us to a moment of response, whatever that response is. In Christ's name, I pray. As we sing, if you need to come, you come. We're down here even as we sing.